You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. Hello. And welcome to the Spooky Spot. It's a podcast about anthology shows. My name is Jess. I'm Liz. And here in the Spooky Spot, we're watching The Twilight Zone. And we also have many dogs. <laughs> many, many dogs. Many, many dogs. I don't know, it's an equal amount of dogs as cats right now. And that's what the Spooky Spot is all about. <laughs> dogs and cats. An equal part dogs and cats. That's what you'll find in the fifth dimension. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Lord. So today we watched uh, season one, episode five of The Twilight Zone. It's only the fifth episode. It's only the fifth episode, but also, like, wow, it's the fifth episode. <sighs> I guess. Like we man- I don't know. I think we managed to do a lot. I'm very proud of us. I didn't think we could do something five <laughs> times. Holy shit, we pulled it off, man. Oh, we climbed this whole mountain with all five steps. All five of them. Uh, so season one, episode five of The Twilight Zone. Five. Five. Walking distance. Ugh. Uh, also, yeah, ugh. <laughs> Did not enjoy this episode. Nope. going to say that straight up. Yeah. But, you know, now we get to talk about it for an hour or so. <laughs> or we'll just talk about something else. Literally like, anything else. <laughs> and no one can stop us. So we open on a uh, dusty country road. So dusty. The dustiest. There's a convertible. Which is what you drive on a dusty road. 100% That's what you want to drive on a dry, dusty summer road. And we see him drive and he drives out of frame past a, a gas station. And then we hear him, you know. <laughs> and back up. And there's a guy checking another car. Out in front of the, the station, he's wearing one of those jumpsuits. So you know he's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if they still wear them today, then, you know, it's a long-lived tradition. I don't think I've ever seen one. Yeah. I haven't been to that But I got my car fixed. Yeah. They all wore jumpsuits. Okay. The the boys at, at my garage don't, I guess. Mm. Um, well, yeah, like... They're just walking around. My whatever. dad and his crew never did. <laughs> <laughs> You can if you want to do it hashtag right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, like, keep your clothes clean. Yeah. If you're wearing clothes that are garbage, then it's not a problem. Yeah. But, you know. It's this mechanic man working on this car. And the, uh, we get to see the driver of the convertible is a, you know, middle-aged white man. You know, just two, two white men hanging out. Mm-hmm. As is the plot of many a Twilight Zone episode. As is tradition. Uh, the traditional Twilight Zone episode. Two white men. Man driving the convertible just starts laying on his horn. Just honk. Honk, 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 honk. And, like, the, the mechanic sees him, but he doesn't not do anything about it. Yeah, he stops and looks at him. Like, yeah, really? He's, he's like, mm, this is rude. <laughs> I wish this episode was about the mechanic. Honestly. Like, literally, if the mechanic walked down the road and went into the past, that would be fun. Or even just, you know, a day in the life of his job. I mean, there's nothing spooky about that. Unless the devil showed up and offered to make him the best mechanic in the world or something. You don't know that didn't happen. 
Mm, true. We don't know. He's what... living in his own little Twilight World episode. I guess. <laughs> Customer after the main guy was the devil. Damn. <laughs> he's checking the devil's tire pressure right now. Yeah. Man driving the car is like, hey, how about some service? And I think my favorite exchange in this episode is the mechanic just goes, how about some quiet? Yeah. How about you shut up? How about you shut your fucking mouth? And that's like hint number one that I hate this protagonist so much because he's being rude to a service worker. Yeah. Because he's driving down the road with his convertible. He's all dusty and gross and his hair's all fucked up, so he's trying to fix that. Well, we get our opening narration that tells us that he is Martin Sloan, age 36, who is an ad executive Uh. (laughs) in charge of media. (laughs) Way to be vague. Hello? The The media? media? (laughs) Just, you know. Like, just all media. He's in charge of it. What else are ads? Like, ads are media. <laughs> what are you talking about? Rod. He's a little out of his depth with that job, okay? Uh, he's, um, ad executive? It never gets brought up again, so he just, it was just a filler job. Yeah, it's just a filler job that he needs to be hashtag just about. And, you know, have money for. Yeah. Because he's gotta be loaded. It's true. He, he's loaded, but he's, like, empty inside, man. man. Ugh. I fucking hate this episode. It's so stupid. <laughs> so. Fuck ad executives. Fuck this ad executive. Fuck them um, all. Fuck them all. Every executive, fuck them. You know an executive? Fuck them. Go kick them. Like in. in <laughs> just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Just find one, kick them right in the shin. Ew, or okay. something. He might sue you for that. Wear a mask. <laughs> That's true. They can't run in their expensive loafers. If you run away after. Wear a mask and run. <laughs> Solid life advice. Yeah. Right there, right here at the smoky spot. That man who punched Richard Spender, that's what he did. <laughs> oh, shout out to the man who punched Richard Spender. I miss him so. Wear a mask and run. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's punching more people. I, yeah, I hope he's punching more Nazis. And we just don't get to hear about it somehow. So the narration says that uh, Martin is looking for sanity up the road, but he'll find something else. Keep it vague, Rod. Who knows what else? He'll find incense. Get out. (laughs) You can't kick me out. Yes, I can. (laughs) No. (laughs) I live here. You're out. Damn. The gas station dude says, uh, so you just want an oil change and a lube job and, you know, some gas. And Martin's like, yeah. So the mechanic says, all right, that'll take about an hour. Martin's like, okay, I'm, I'm not in a hurry, blah, blah, whatever. And then he looks and he sees the dinkiest road sign down at the the corner there. Just a plank of wood. And it says Homewood on it, which is a bad name for a town. <laughs> uh, and it's about a mile and a half away. Well, shout out to Rod for this episode for, you know, Martin Sloan is a decent name compared to all the other ones he's True. given us so far. Yes. Martin Sloan sounds like a real person. <laughs> yeah. Like, so w- so we get the real person, but we get the fake town, where vice versa, it was the opposite every other episode. Yeah. <laughs> real town, fake person. Um, and so he's like, oh, is Homewood up ahead? Even though you can clearly read that the sign fucking says It says, says Homewood, Homewood, mile and a half. Yeah. Which they they verify this like four times. Yeah. That yes, it is Homewood. Yes, it is a mile and a half away. Yes, it's walking distance. Yes, it's walking distance. And the mechanic's like, yeah, I just fucking do my work. Jesus Christ, go somewhere else for an hour. And mine's like, oh, I grew up there. Is that, is that close? And he's like, it's a mile and a half. <laughs> As they're both looking at the sign. 
<laughs> that you, says a mile and a half. Can you not read? I hate it. Thanks. I yeah. hate it. And the Martin's like, oh man, I just had to stop driving. I just, you know, I had to get out of New York City. My job was so hard with all the meetings and the blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. Me, ad executive, my life is so hard. Yeah. So, you know, I just had to get in my convertible that I own and drive away from the apartment that I have in New York City. And now I wound up here at where my hometown is. Oh, no. How'd this happen? How could this happen to me? I made my mistakes. (laughs) Got nowhere to run. (laughs) The night goes on in the Twilight Zone. Oh, good. (laughs) So as, as Martin's explaining how hard his life is, he's going up to a... Cigarette vending machine, which I forgot existed for a oh, long yeah. time, because they were they were getting phased out like when we were kids. In like the I think the last time I remember seeing one was in the year two thousand. I don't remember. I don't know, but so it's a it's a cigarette machine with like a mirror on the front rather than a window that you can look in and see the cigarettes, and that's literally so you can point the camera into it and get the shot of him walking away down the road. Because you couldn't get that through a, a pane of glass. Martin decides that since it's a mile and a half away and that's walking distance, he'll go to Homewood. And so we see the the camera trained on the the cigarette machine mirror as we see Martin walk off to Homewood. And then in the next scene, the camera is still pointed in a mirror as it shows him walking into a shop with an ice cream bar... That's not right. Ice cream parlor. There we go. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> Nailed it. So he walks into a an ice cream parlor, and we see him walk in through a mirror, which I thought was a nice matching of shots. Um, and Martin's talking to the old man at the counter, who is probably too old to still be working as a soda jerk, but oh, okay. No. Oh, no. He's, he's like 50. <laughs> uh, who better to serve you ice cream, kids? Uh, true. Martin's like, oh, wow, this place hasn't aged a day. Used to be here all the time. Can I get a chocolate soda with three scoops of ice cream? And I fucking forgot the chocolate soda was a thing. Oh, yeah. Chocolate soda sounds so gross. Like, I don't think I've ever had it, but, like, <laughs> it just sounds so gross. Most things from back then are gross. That's true, yeah. They didn't have a lot of things, so most things were gross. Everyone's taste buds were dead. <laughs> They were just putting shit together because they could. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, chocolate, soda. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Oh! Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and you know the guy who made that is making bank. Oh, true. <laughs> God, because, yeah, it would, just, <laughs> it would just be chocolate syrup and, like, fucking club soda. Like, that's what it would be. With ice cream. With some ice cream. Like, no. Uh, can you even, like, yeah, it's an invention, but can you patent that? <laughs> can you? Is that a thing you can patent? Patent chocolate soda? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I made this weird combination first. No, everyone's going to make it at their house. Like, yeah, that's that's hard to to put a, a TM, TM, TM on. At the patent office, <laughs> which just makes me think of drunk history. Uh, I think patent office mostly dealt with, like, mechanical things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the patent office dealt in trademarks. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever invented chocolate soda, though, I hope he's rolling in his grave. Because he ate too much chocolate soda. Yeah. And it killed him. 
And then he died, and then it continued to make him sick in the afterlife. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you go by his grave, it's a faint whiff of chocolate soda, and also maybe the ground's a little liquidy because it's just chocolate soda coming out of grass. Oh god! I'm gonna make this real gross. Yeah. I mean, it was already just gross. But I'm going that. Extra it was step. just a regular level of gross. I'm messing with this man, and he's dead. I don't know if he deserves that. He made chocolate soda, Jess. You were just mad about this. I'm mad about it, but like. Let the man have his eternal rest, despite all his wrongdoings in life. <laughs> despite him being one of history's greatest monsters. <laughs> why? Why is no one written about him? Why does he not have a biopic? Why does he not have a movie on, you know, Lifetime? Lifetime's the wrong channel for him. Um, no, like, Ion. Like- Ion. Or something. I forget. I don't, I don't, I can't even think of a network that would pick that up. No. I need to make my own network just to make a movie about the chocolate soda man. <laughs> I mean, kind of, if you say the chocolate soda man, kind of sounds like a horror story. Like you know, it's true. That's scarier than the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I can't believe we just made a, <laughs> a scarier horror property. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh does, does he have a hook for a hand too? No, he has chocolate soda for a hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 God. Yeah. We've been recording for 20 minutes. We've already <laughs> talked about this episode. Uh, okay. So Martin's like, yeah, give me that chocolate soda. <laughs> Barf. Um, you know, it used to only cost a dime, blah, blah, blah. He's going on and on. He's like spinning the bar stools around like he owns the fucking place. Going on and on, talking to the counter man. Helps himself to candy out of the jar on the counter. Like fucking... You don't live here. <laughs> fucking rude But he's an bit. adult now. Oh, yes. He can, I'm sure he also did this shit when he was 12. Like, what the fuck? So the counterman uh, makes him the soda and says it costs a dime. Hey. Which is your first tip off that he's fucking in the past now. <laughs> Surprise, he's in the past now. Mm-hmm. Except it's going to take him a long time to figure this out. <laughs> it's going to take him the rest of the act to figure out that this is what happened to him. And, uh... Marty's like, oh, you're going to lose your shirt selling stuff for for a dime. Nobody sells it for that much anymore. Do you want to know what? how much a dime was in uh, today money? Uh, I guess. It's like a dollar God. of today money. And the 35 cents that he pays later in the episode, that's like fucking three bucks. Like, yeah. Then... How much, when he gives a dollar later on the episode, how much is that? That's like a hundo, I guess. What? I a, guess it would go the other way. Maybe a 20? I'm just, but yeah, like, God. It's, he just hands him a dollar, and I'm I like, I can't, mm. I don't understand prices or back, money. Back in the day when a dollar was money. <laughs> when a dollar was actually, when, when a dime was actually money. When a dime was money. Yeah. Instead of just a fucking dime. A shiny coin that no one gives a fuck about. I feel like you just need a currency podcast so you just complain about all the currency. I got a lot of opinions about (laughs) currency. Not just American. Not just American. (laughs) Why don't we actually use those dollar coins? (laughs) Why is Andrew Jackson still on money? I fucking Christ. Okay. Can't talk about currency anymore. Um, So he's sitting there talking about you know, how funny it is that you connect memories with a place, which, no, it's fucking not. If you spend time there, you're going to have memories of it. You absolute 
moron. And we have these horrible close-ups of him while he's eating, which is just so unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, just not even gracefully eating. The, it's liquid and ice cream, but it's, like, also kind of melted. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, like, just shoveling in his mouth. Which, like, when, like you try to, you dip your head down a little just to try to catch it all, but it's just still... It, no, it's, it's so... Ugh. I ugh. hate everything about this episode so much. Uh, so he's just, you know, blathering on and on. He's like, oh, it's like I never left. I haven't been back here for 25 years. So I actually thought about, like, the the time, because we get that his age is 36. So if he hasn't been back in 25 years, then did he left home at, like, 11? I like, think, what? Doesn't, is, he, doesn't he, at, like, one point say he hasn't been back in 20? I think he, like, flip-flops. 20 or 25. But even yeah. if it's... Yeah. 20, he left home at 16, which well, I guess Well, maybe he, he got a do. job at the wood mill or something. I don't know. Ooh, the, he just went off to... He got in that brand new 1934 Roadster yeah. that his mom got him, and he just drove off at the age of 16 and never looked back at Homewood. I don't fucking know. Either that or, you know, he's exaggerating. And so he's like, oh, I almost expect... You know, Mr. Wilson to be sleeping upstairs in the storeroom in that big leather chair he had. Oh, too bad he died. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Like, what? (laughs) Why are you saying this? Uh, So, yeah, he gives the counterman a dollar, which is like a hundred dollars to him. (laughs) And the dude's like, um... Um, You know this is a dollar, right? This is a buck. And he's like, yeah, alright, peace. Which I really, like, now that we know he's in the past, but he doesn't know yet, I want to know how much that one dollar threw off, you know... Oh, God, Raised everybody's, like, fucking hackles with, where'd you get this dollar that doesn't exist yet? Well, yeah, because his, his dad mentions later, he's like, yeah, all the bills in that wallet, those dates haven't happened yet. Yeah. Is that even legal tender? If he brings that to a fucking bank, or they're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that this, that little barkeep man, whatever, Mr. Wilson, if he brings that money to a bank, they're like, um, <laughs> you got a dollar, and it looks fake? No, 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 this is You fake. got this dollar, and it's from the future? They probably couldn't even cash in any of that. True. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, that, oh fucking the second i was like that dollar's from the future <laughs> he got that future money he's gonna throw off everybody <laughs> god uh, which even like obviously you don't have time to add little things like that but if i was like the barkeep i, I would have been like what the i've never seen this before like this style or print or i've never who seen is this president on the dollar they had george washington back then no <laughs> but still like you, the way he's stylized I don't know what money looked like back then. Uh, I'm not sure what money looked like back in the 1935, whenever he went to. I don't or, even know what money looked like in the 50s. <laughs> it didn't look that different from ours now. But so he, he gives the the dollar to the, the barkeep man, and then he goes up to the storeroom to talk to the alive Mr. Wilson. That's also how we know we're in the, the past, because Mr. Wilson isn't dead. And he says, oh, we're going to need some more chocolate syrup. And Mr. Wilson, who was sleeping, because, you know, that's what a boss man gets to do. Yeah. He's like, uh, okay, I'll order more. So then we go back to to Martin, and he's walking down the plain-ass suburban street, fondly recalling the people who live in all the houses, the Wilcoxes and Dr. whatever. 
and those guys <laughs> in all these big Victorian houses in, right. this, in this suburb. These houses are huge. That's how it was back then. Yeah, yeah back in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, because the 50s were the times of of housing plans, more or less. Yeah, never mind. Forget that thing I was going to say. You gotta think of the 30s. I gotta think about the 30s. Because we know so much about we... the 30s. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Surprise. Fuck. Did you also give them future money? No. Because I didn't have any money because it was the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so as he's uh walking down this this uh, sidewalk, he sees a little boy on the curb who says hi really obnoxiously. Yeah, like, I, d- I want your attention. Hi! And then he, uh, well, he says hi, gets Martin's attention, and immediately goes back to playing with marbles, flicking marbles in the street. And so Martin just starts talking to this kid, because he's so thirsty for people to talk to once again. It's an episode about a man who won't shut up. Yeah. And so Martin's just like, oh, wow, are you good at marbles? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, we used to give them names when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, the steel ones that look like ball bearings that you get off a train. We called those steelies. <laughs> and the, you know, the clear ones that you could see through. We call those clearies. God. It's the fucking worst. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> He's like, oh, I used to play hide and seek around over there. Blah, blah, blah. <sighs> And he just keeps talking to this kid, and this poor child actor has to stand there and act like he cares, that he's not doing a good job of it. He's not a great child actor, because they didn't have a Bill Mummy on yet, who played all the other kids in all the other episodes that focus on kids. Yep. Um, He's like, I used to live in that house across the street. And the kid goes, oh, the Sloan house? And he's like, yeah, you, you still call it that? It's like, yeah... He's like, obviously. Uh, you know, because the Sloans live there. He's like, well, it's me, Marty Sloan. And the kid's like, mm, bullshit. <laughs> Yay, Marty. I know Marty. Yay, fucking Marty. <laughs> you ain't no Marty. Martin's like, oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> <laughs> so he reaches back, he gets out his wallet. Man, I'm about like- to invent Martin Sloan. <laughs> God. So he's like, let's see what the old driver's license says. And the kid just runs off. Which, it. Honestly, same. <laughs> I also wish I could just run off away from the rest of this episode. And so Marty's like, uh, okay. I guess I'll just go to the park and walk around in the park. And there's a, a boy climbing a tree in the park, you know, like they do. And his mom's standing down at the bottom of the tree yelling at him to come down. Well, he talks to this lady in the park about just how nice the park is. But, like, what always got me was, like... The evolution of fashion. All these ladies are still wearing sundresses and, you know, the church hats. And it's like, where Martin's from, you know, the 50s, people wear pants now. (laughs) I mean, in the 50s, women were also still wearing dresses. Yeah, just not this kind, though. I I think that would have tipped me off, and I'm like, y'all dress the old. (laughs) Do you think... Martin Sloan is a man who notices anything about women's fashions? (sighs) He's real dumb, okay, but and, still. you know... Come on. He's a man, so a suit's a suit's a suit. He Just can wear that up until, like... Your funeral. You're still wearing um, a suit. Yeah, done. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. 
Surprise, he's been dead the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, if that had been the end Everyone, of the episode. We know how to make this episode better. If that had been the end of the episode, was he was dead the whole time? Chef kiss. <laughs> Good episode. So yeah, Marty invites himself to getting this kid out of the tree. He's just like, alright Bobby, come down, yeah. Do what your mom says. And it's like, if a man started yelling at me to get out of a tree, if I'm not going to listen to my mom, what the fuck makes you think I'm going to listen to this dude who walked up? God, but you know, the boy does it. And then, yeah, he just keeps talking to, to Bobby's mom about all the wonderful things about supper. Supper. Summer. You a little hungry? I'm a little bit hungry, yeah. <laughs> all the wonderful things about summer and the merry-go-round and the cotton candy and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, yeah, it's great. It's super good. And he's like, yeah, there was never anything that good ever again. Yeah. And it's like... I love that shit. Mmm. Love that nostalgia. God. Everything was great. The past was wonderful. Yeah. All the time, 100%. He's like, oh, that good old bandstand? I remember when I carved my name into that bandstand. And we look over to the bandstand, and who's there but a boy carving his name into one of the posts. And Martin's like, ugh. I have to go check him out. I gotta go talk to this kid. Just like I have to talk to everyone else in town. Everyone. Invite myself to discussions. And so he walks up, and yeah, there's a kid carving Martin into the post. He's like, are you, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, gee, Willikers, sir! <laughs> like, literally. We should have got, like, a little, a little audio clip just to play it. Oh my god, I might go get an audio clip. Yeah, I might see if I can find it somewhere. <laughs> Oh my god. He's like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it, honest. No fooling. Lots of kids carve their name in the bandstand. No fooling. <laughs> yes, sir. But I didn't mean nothing honest. Lots of kids carve their name here. No kidding. He's like, okay, but you're Martin Sloan. You're writing Martin Sloan. Because you're writing Martin, and that's what I looked like. And the kid, another kid books it. <laughs> uh, yeah, young Martin is like, uh, bye. Which, I think it's funny now that, like, you know, he remembered Carvey's name in the bandstand. And he would have finished the first time around, but now his name in the bandstand is Martin Slow. And then he did, he's going to remember a man talking, a, a oh strange man talking to him and he just runs. I, like, wonder if President Martin remembers, like, horrible memories of the man who chased him around town I, one I thought summer. about that, like, the entire episode. And I'm like, this man's just chasing you, and this is your day, and this is traumatic. Yeah, that's your whole summer day once, yeah. like... Yeah. Damn. A man chased you. A man chased you, shouted at you, and then you got horribly injured. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He gets horribly injured he gets, because of himself. He gets injured because of himself. Present day Martin decides he'll go to his family's house because he knows where that is. Yep. He's like, oh, I'm going to go confront young Martin and or my parents because I know where they are. And this, well, uh, he doesn't think of the parent part. It's true, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a dumbass. He's dumbass. And doesn't know that he's in the past. And he, just, he doesn't think ahead of anything. He's like, I'm going to go to that house. I don't care who's there. I know that that's my house. Yeah. So he uh, walks up to this huge-ass Victorian house that has the biggest screen door I've ever seen. It has double doors, and they just put a giant screen over it. Yeah, just one great big giant screen over these uh, French doors. He rings the bell, and his dad comes, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? My dad? And the dude's like, yeah? <laughs> what do you 
What? I am a dad. <laughs> Hello, it's it's me. Who do you want to talk to? Mr. Sloan, what do you want? And he's like, Dad? Dad? You're alive? <laughs> That's like John Melfio in Parks and Rec. <laughs> he's just, Mom? <laughs> <sighs> it's like Andy taking the, the police test. You pull over a car dad, and it's you're your t- alive? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. He's just, you know, standing there awestruck, and his dad's like, what What do you want? <laughs> and we can hear his mom off screen going, who is it? Who's Who's at the fucking door? Thanks for answering me. <laughs> and she comes up to him, and he's like, mom, how are you here? Presumably they're both dead in yeah. the future, I guess. Marty's already got some kind of old parents. Yeah. And so he's like, <laughs> don't you recognize me? I'm your son. And they're like, uh, I'm just going to close these big doors. The equivalent of book it. Just close the doors in his face. Close your big doors. And he's like, no, don't close the door. I'm your son. It's me, Martin. He's all upset that no one from the past recognizes him. Must Uh. be some kind of lunatic. He must be some kind of lunatic. (laughs) Thanks, Marty's mom. Yep. And so he turns to leave, and then suddenly in the driveway is exposition. (laughs) Ta-da! Ta-da! Suddenly teenage him with a a car that he... Here's where we see that Martin has always been inviting people to talk to him for his whole life, because he's like, Hey, you like it? (laughs) And old Martin's like, Yeah. Where'd you get it? It's got a rumble seat. I haven't seen one of those in a while. So it's... Teen Martin is standing by a, a car that has, you know, a rumble seat, which for anyone who doesn't know is like an extra seat that you can kind of like pull out of the trunk. It's so odd. It's really strange. And I think they literally only made them for like four kinds of cars in the 30s. They realize how dumb they were. And then they were like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks kind of fun. I there's I think of so many things when I think of the seat. It's like, do you have to hop in from the back or can you get in from the front seat? And then how secure is the latch, or uh, if you're just driving and it comes unlatched, does a seat just fall forward with the people in it? Uh, that'd be so much fun, though. Like, <laughs> it reminded me of, um, you know how in, like, older station wagons there used to be, like, seats in the trunk? Yeah. Yeah. It rem- I don't know. It reminded me of that, and I always liked those. Well, that's going backwards. Yeah. But it's, you know, these are facing forwards. Yeah. But I was just like, mm, bring back rumble seats. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Uh, Don't bring back roadsters. <laughs> they probably will. Maybe. Who knows? I also want to bring up that Teen Martin looks like a real fucking loser because he's wearing this huge cardigan. Well, yeah, he's a fucking... Adult Martin's a fucking loser. Adult Martin's a fucking loser, but, like, this kid's got a roadster and he's all proud of it, but he's wearing this fucking huge cardigan. Uh, it's like happy days. Yeah. Sunday, Monday. Happy days. And Martin's like, oh, I haven't seen a car with a rumble seat in forever. And he's like, what are you talking about? This just came out of Detroit the other day. You know, hot new 1934 Roadster. This is my first brand new car. And Martin's like, what? Fuck it is. (laughs) 1934. It's literally, and I'm going to say what I said to you last night, it's that meme of the woman (laughs) with the math equations around her face. <laughs> yeah. Of him piecing together the concept of a 1934 Roadster being a new car. Yeah. Meaning it's 1934. Yeah. Which would... 
It would fucking mean that where he actually is is before 1934. Because if he's back with his 11-year-old self, then he's back in, like, you know, 1930 or whatever. Literally, this exchange of him with the car is just here to actually cement into place that he's in the past by giving us a landmark with a year. And so as Martin is slowly piecing together that he's walked into the past, we get the, uh, the act break. Oh, so you know how I said that, I said that Luke Gehrig thing last night? Where it's like, oh, it's so weird to... He was dead. He was already dead in... He in... dead in 41. Oh, okay. So I looked it up and I was like, wait, when did he die, though? Because I just knew it was way back when. Yeah, yeah, So he had, um, diagnosed in, like, 38, 39. Oh. He only lived, like, Three years. Yeah, ALS will get you, but real um, quick, unless you're Stephen Hawking. Yeah, so yeah, he was he was only alive for like three years after he was diagnosed, and then dead in forty one. So yeah, when they say this thing, he's already dead in a legend. Hmm. Which you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a legend a little bit when he well, was alive. He, he was a big legend when he was alive. <laughs> you know, a little baby legend, and then he died, and he was a big legend, yeah. as so often happens. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, I looked that up last night because I was like, wait, when did he actually die? Yeah, I forgot to even look that up. I decided I didn't care. <laughs> For some reason, I did. Okay. <laughs> and now I know this random fact about Lou Gehrig. Well, you know, I'm always looking up how much money is, so... I looked that up, too. A dollar would have been, like, uh, 13 to 15 bucks. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Basically 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> if you look up what uh, 15 and... But 15 bucks, that would have been hundred. If you look up what... Fi- yeah, because, like, in, like, It's a Wonderful Life, people are like, can I have $10 to get through the rest of the week? It's, like, literally that kind of shit, and it's like... Yeah. No. What? Get away from me. <laughs> so we come back, and it's, uh... It's nighttime, and Martin has walked around all day, thinking about how he's in the past now. And, uh, the mid-episode narration tells us about how Martin thought long and hard, and he's decided he's gonna fucking meddle in the past. <laughs> He's gonna put in a claim on this life and fuck with everything. And so he's back at it again at his parents' house, and he picks up a baseball glove that's laying in the yard, and he's pounding at it, you know. I remember my baseball glove. This is my baseball glove. And he, uh, rings a bell on a bike. I don't want to praise this episode a lot, because it sucks a lot, but I do like the shot where it's a kind of close up on his hand ringing the bell and then we see his dad's hand jut in and stop it yeah I that's it's supposed to surprise you it's supposed to spook you I don't know I like it it's good camera work unlike many other things in this episode that aren't good <sighs> I apologize for any dog breathing you're gonna hear for probably <laughs> the rest of the episode whenever she decides to leave us if she decides to leave us if not there's just gonna be dog breathing in the background for the rest of the episode <laughs> she has a giant mouth she got a big mouth and she, we're... She can't help it. We're all gonna hear her breathe. <laughs> so Martin's dad, like, what are you doing here? You're in my yard again. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you back at my house? And Martin's like, um, I can be here. It's my house. And it's like, not really. They don't fucking know who you are. Yeah. Stop. And his dad's like, what do you want? What are you here for? And he's like, I don't know. I just want to rest. I want to stop running away from all my responsibilities at the grown-up job I have. <laughs> I just want to play with this baseball. God. And so his dad's like, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? The dad is also wearing a lot of makeup. So much fucking makeup. Like, it doesn't look natural. It looks I really, real bad. well, our HDTV does not help. Yeah. But I'm really, I don't, I couldn't figure out whether they're, they're trying to make him look older or younger because it just ruins his face. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. They get just... rid of all definition in his face. <laughs> he, looks, he 
He looks airbrushed. He looks like he's wearing a mask. Like, oh. I don't even like looking at his face. It's that bad. Yeah. It's, none of it was good. It was, he it's was, just so much makeup. He was bad to look and at. And like, it. compared to Martin, who has like, none. So maybe they're trying to make him look younger. Younger. Than his son. Yeah, that could make sense. Which, why not just hire a younger guy? I don't know. It's just so much makeup. It bothers me. I think about it a lot, and I hate it. <laughs> God. Especially since his face is always so close up. Yeah. Martin's mom hears something out in the yard, something. so she turns on the porch light and is like, Who's out there? <laughs> I forget what his dad's name is. I think it's Richard. Oh. That sounds right. We'll call him Richard. Who the fuck cares? Dick. Dick. Dick Sloan. <laughs> Dick Sloan. Private eye. No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Not feeling it. I still like Dick Sloan. Dick Sloan will be my OC then. Fine. Okay. Guess who can kick your OC's ass? Mine. <laughs> then them's just the facts. Uh, that's fine. Maybe my OC likes to get their ass kicked. <laughs> He's a private eye, but on the weekends he does like a fight club from yeah. the fifties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. His mom turns on the porch light, and Martin's immediately like. Uh, I gotta go talk to her again. My mom. So he runs up and he's like grabbing her. He's like, it's me, Martin. Don't you recognize me? He goes full berserk mode. Yeah, he's going real crazy. He's surprisingly not sweaty, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, I would expect him to be sweaty. It's the summer and he's, you know, freaking out. It's true, I guess. And he's not sweaty. The first not sweaty protagonist. (laughs) That's also true. (laughs) And so he's just rattling off stuff. He's just like, oh, yeah, your son Martin, he goes to Emerson Public School. He, you know, every month goes to his aunt's farm in Buffalo. You guys went to Saratoga a couple years and rented a cottage. I used to have a sister, but she died. And, like, you can see his mom getting visibly just so distraught. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Smart and whips out his wallet, and he's like, all right. I got proof. I'm going to pull this shit again. <laughs> Take a look at my driver's license and all this shit. It proves I'm Martin Sloan. Tech, look at it. Look at it. And he's, like, rubbing credit cards in her face. She smacks him out of his hand, and she smacks him. Yeah. Good. He's, Ten points to mom. Honestly. It's what he deserves for hassling this old woman who is technically his mother, yes, but don't hassle her. Yeah. And he stops. And then far off in the distance... He hears the merry-go-round and decides he's got to go talk to his younger self. He's like, Martin. (laughs) Gotta find Martin. Gotta talk to Martin. For some fucking reason. (laughs) Which, hey, why don't his parents call the police? I could not tell you. There's a crazy guy, like, stalking our son. He's actively looking for him. (laughs) There's some fucked up jazz going on over here in Homewood. Sincerely, Mr. and Mrs. Sloan. (laughs) And then they hang up the phone. Ring-a-ding-ding, Mr. Policeman. (laughs) So, you know, Martin just leaves and starts running for the park. And we get, you know, some nice shots of him running. Just his running feet. Yeah. Him running, looking around. Then our fave narrator. Martin. 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 Gotta find that Martin. And then we're, uh, he gets to the park and we're back at it again at Dutch Angles. (laughs) Because, uh... Well, the park is called Dutch Angles, obviously. The park is called the Dutch Angles. (laughs) Hmm. Um, bad name. Nice. (laughs) The Dutch Angles would actually, yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if there isn't already a band called It's true. We'll look that up later. Yeah. And we'll find out. There's something so 
it's like the best use of Dutch angles I've ever seen because there's something so incredibly upset upsetting about seeing like a nice merry-go-round tilted. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like looking at literally everyone in this park scene. He's like, "You Martin? No, you're not Martin. How about you, lady? No, you're not fucking Martin." <laughs> he's looking at people who clearly aren't Martin. It, like he's fucking frantic to find find young him, and he sees him, sees young Martin hanging up on the the merry-go-round, you know, just having a good time. Being a kid. Riding along, having a nice kid summer. Just having a good time. Well, I don't know what I gotta do. I gotta interrupt that. <laughs> I gotta ruin this. <laughs> uh, local man ruins his own childhood. Whoop. There it is. Womp womp. Old Martin jumps on the merry-go-round, and he's shouting now, Martin! Martin, I gotta talk to you! I'm not gonna hurt you! If a man was chasing after me, shouting, I'm not gonna hurt you... You run faster. You run. Yeah. Yeah. Young Martin knows what's good. He, like, jumps off his merry-go-round horse and starts, you know, trying to run to get off. So he's he's chasing young Martin around the merry-go-round, and we get a, a cool overhead shot from, like, up in the canopy of the, the merry-go-round. That's fun. There's a couple fun camera angles in this. And young Martin jumps from the merry-go-round, but his... Leg gets caught under the platform. It's unclear. They keep it vague on purpose. <clears throat> yeah, it's unclear how he gets injured. Just as long as he does get injured. But he gets it's fucking wrecked by the merry-go-round. Because, yeah, his foot goes, like, underneath it. Yeah, <laughs> even though it, he would have been able to jump clear. But, like, his... Yeah. Well, but when you see him later, like, his, it's, his pants his are shin. ripped, like, way up to the knee. It's like yeah. his shin got damaged. Yeah. But, you know, he's been injured... Old Martin immediately, like, collapses, screaming in pain as well. And then- <laughs> well, I love it, because he does it while still on the merry-go-round, so he's just clinging to these horses, these carousel horses. <laughs> oh! And he's still spinning. <laughs> well, they they grind the merry-go-round to a halt, because a kid just got trapped under it. Yeah. And they uh, pry him out, and then we enter this slow, slow-moving shot of Old Martin... Kind of like wandering in a daze over to the the dude who's holding young Martin, who's passed out, I guess. He's passed out, and you can see his leg, like, up to his knee, so his whole shin is just... Pants torn, bloody. Pants torn, bloody, something real bad happened to him, somehow, from this yeah. merry-go-round. Old Martin says the most tone-deaf shit, <laughs> where... Hey, this this is not the time to rattle off your mouth right now. But he's like, I just wanted to tell you, this is a wonderful time of life for you. <laughs> and don't let it pass you by. <sighs> well, Martin, you ruined that, so... And it's like, yeah, it's a wonderful time. I got fucking mangled by the merry-go-round. Like, what the fuck are you talking mangled about? Mangled by merry-go-round and a strange man chased me. Yeah. God. So now... When Martin thinks of this now, it's not the most wonderful time anymore. It's true, because he ruined his own fucking childhood. Yeah. So, young Martin gets carried off, and everybody else leaves, obviously, because some fucked up shit just happened. The lesson here in this is that nostalgia is harmful. Mm. Nostalgia is bad and harmful, and hey, don't do it. Especially when you think everything was great. Yeah, especially when you're so sure everything was great, you, you'll get fucked up if you try and live in that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And so there's a a tight spotlight on him as everybody else, you know, just kind of leaves the scene. And we get some weird close-ups on carousel horses for a while. 
because we needed to burn 45 seconds to show the passing of time. Martin's dad comes by the merry-go-round and he finds Martin sitting on the edge of the platform with his head in his hands because, you know, he realizes that he fucked up his whole life. Not his whole life, but, you know. Good part of it. He really ruined this summer for himself. Martin's dad tells us young Martin will be okay, but, you know, he'll, he'll have a limp now. Why? Because <laughs> you've got to show that he damaged himself. I know, but still, like, what kind of fucking injury did this kid it, get? <laughs> I don't know. Or were doctors back then just that bad at setting broken bones? <laughs> I guess, yeah. You broke your shin bone, but I don't know what to do about it. So you just, you're going to walk with a limp now, 25 years in the future. It's fine. You do some cocaine about it. <laughs> One of my favorite posts. Uh, You got ghosts in your blood. Do some cocaine about it. (laughs) Bless. And so Martin's dad also brought him back his wallet that got left on the porch, and he's like... I looked through all your stuff. I I looked through... I stole your identity. Um, (laughs) Well, first off, it's gone. It's just gone. I sold it. First off... It's gone. Cut up these credit cards. Um, (laughs) But he's like, it says your driver's license expires in 1960. Wait, when did credit cards even become a thing? Does his dad say credit cards? He doesn't say credit cards, okay. but Martin says cards, so... I remember my mom talking about credit cards becoming a big thing, and that's the 50s or 60s. Yeah. So, like, back in the 30s... Back in the 30s, they didn't no. have them. Oh, no. no. I mean, you m- might have been able to buy things on credit, but you didn't have a plastic card. Yeah, no. Didn't. You didn't have the capitalism plastic. Though, yeah, yet. no, not yet. He's like, yeah, your license expires in 1960, which isn't a thing. All the dates on your bills haven't happened yet. I guess you're Martin Sloan, but you're not from here. What are you doing here? What the fuck? I guess his dad pieces it together a lot faster than his son does. Yeah, because he's a rational thinking man, unlike his son. You know, a smart man, unlike his idiot son. His dad's like, I don't know how you got here, but you have to leave. Yeah, immediately. Bye. Fucking leave. And Martin's like... Your presence is disrupting everything. Why? And he's like... Because you only get one go around, okay? You already had a summer. You're stealing. You're stealing this boy's summer. Seasons as a metaphor for human life. This boy would be in his summer. Actually, he'd be in his spring. Let's be real. But, you know. You're stealing his his hashtag summertime life. And so he's like, "You're, (laughs) you're stealing from this boy. You need to leave. And he's like, is it really so bad where you're from? <laughs> like, come on. you got like, a bunch of money in this wallet. Look at all this money in this wallet. I wish I had this much money here in 1934. And so Martin's like, yeah, I, I thought it was really bad, but I guess I was just tired. And lonely. <laughs> I was just stuck in a dead rut. And it's like... It's almost like being an ad executive sucks. Yeah, it's like, so you're burnt out. Like, what the fuck else is new? Like, Go to Vermont, rent a cabin, come back. With all that fucking <laughs> money you have, you could yeah. have some fun. Yeah. I, God. This man and his burnout, I just feel zero sympathy for. Oh, yeah. you know, burnout is just a regular part of life here in 2018. This episode has not aged well nope. at all. Nope. Because nope. we're all ground in the capitalist machine. <laughs> We are all Martin Sloan in a way, which is unfortunate. Hey, my childhood sucks, so if I went back, I'd be like, hey! <laughs> it's true. And mine was okay, I guess. I don't know. I had a sucky childhood. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't go back to it. 
I'll tell you that much. Whether it was good or bad, I just wouldn't go back there. Oh, I would. You'd go back there to just laugh at yourself and go, hey. Yeah. Go hang out in the woods like I usually did. True. And be like, hey, do this thing when you're older. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kid. I was usually, uh, you know, secluded. So, yeah, I could have hate-kitted myself real easy. Martin's dad's just going on and on. He's like, well, you know, I'm sure if you look ahead rather than looking back, you'll... You'll find all the the merry-go-rounds and cotton candy around you in in the future or whatever the fuck. I don't know. This isn't how people talk. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a bad monologue again. And you're trying to make this weird metaphor. It doesn't play out. Yeah, it's just it's not good. Don't live in nostalgia is our fucking metaphor. Done. Or our, that's our moral. Done. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't want to listen to this bad monologue anymore. And he's like. Because you only have one shot. One opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) No! Oh, now the song's in my head. Oh, no. (laughs) Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. (laughs) You better see something. Okay, no, that's done. No, it's in there now. It's bad. It's in there. As they're having this conversation, we see the the merry-go-round start up again. Randomly with no people on it. Randomly with no people on it, but it shows that Martin's ready to move on. Like, yeah, symbolic, but stop it. It's symbolic, but annoying. <laughs> Which I think describes a lot of the Twilight <laughs> Zone. Symbolic, but annoying. Yeah. That could have been another title for this podcast. Yeah. Martin jumps on briefly to take one more spin around. And then that scene's over. In the next scene, he's back in the shop, but it's clearly the 1950s again. Because there's a record player and some teens dancing. And it's daytime again. And it's daytime again. Because when, you know, Martin ruins his life and his dad talks to him, it's now nighttime. He's been in the past for almost, I'd say he went in the afternoon-ish. We don't really know when he went in. But it was daytime. Now it's nighttime. Now it's daytime again. (laughs) He's been gone for like 24 hours. That bothers me because when he, like... Or what if he hasn't? Because time is weird. That bothers me because you don't know... I'm guessing it's probably not that he's been gone 24 hours because he walks back to the mechanic and the dude's still working on his car and he's not like, dude, you've been gone for like two days. I sold your car. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, so, you know. I just, yeah, the mechanic says nothing about it. I drove into the ravine. Well, yeah, because we just, we got to wrap up the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to the mechanic was no longer important. It just, it bothers me that they showed the, like, nighttime in the past because it's like, obviously you haven't, yeah, you've been in the past for almost the whole day, but... You come back to 20 minutes gone. <laughs> Something like that. I guess. Who knows? And so he, uh, you know, walks back into the shop and a squeaky voice teen is behind the, the counter now. And he's like, hey, what can I get you? And he's like, oh, can I have a chocolate soda with three scoops? And he's like, oh, three scoops, you say? Yeah. All right. That's extra. That's going to cost you extra 35 cents. And that's how we know we're back in the present. Martin's like, oh. Oh, never mind. Okay. He's like, well, what about old man Wilson who used to run this place? And the kid's like, oh, he's dead. Like 20 years ago, dude. He died 20 years ago. Where the fuck you been? (laughs) Martin's like, okay, okay. I'm gonna go. All right. (laughs) I don't want the soda anymore. So he turns to get up, but his leg hurts. He's like, oh. And the kid's like, oh, did you get that during the war? (laughs) He's like, nope. I got fucked up when I was a kid. It's like, good job, President Martin, warning anyone about a war coming. <laughs> That's 
Because he didn't. God, yeah, he didn't. You could have told anyone. He didn't help fucking anybody. Nope, especially himself. <laughs> God. And so he's like, oh, I got it from falling off the merry-go-round. What and the a weak-ass bitch. Sorry. <laughs> like, who, who tells someone that? <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah, just say you got it in the war. I got hurt as a kid. Yeah. Done. No, I, got, I fell off the merry-go-round. Uh, why? How? What were you stupidly doing? Martin, what the fuck happened? I'm gonna judge him every day of my life. <laughs> Good. And so the, the teen's like, Oh, yeah, the, that old merry-go-round, they condemned it. <laughs> Guess it was too late for you, though. Hey! Hey! Martin's like, yeah, I guess, bye. <laughs> Honestly, man who didn't want to shut up earlier now wants to get re- way away from this man. Yep. And so Martin goes back to his car, and as we see him walking back, he's uh, definitely got a limp. Limping. He got that very prominent limp. And so he quickly pays for pays for his oil change, hops back in the car. And the uh, and then Rod ter- talks for a million years. So the narration tells us, uh, no matter how successful you are, you can never go back, but you can wish that you didn't have to grow old and, you know. And burn out and be successful and with a bunch of money and hate your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Just go back to New York already. Oh, no, yeah, just go back <laughs> to your fucking nice life. And that's, you know, your ghosts you pass, hang out in the Twilight Zone, whatever. Hate this fucking episode. Hate it. On a very base level, because I don't feel for this man at all. Yeah. Like, Nor do I care about his shitty past. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. I would like to see this episode get updated in the reboot. Mm. and see a Martin suffering from real burnout try to go do this. And maybe some other things. And maybe he does something else. The Martin Sloan of 2018 would be 36 with six-figure debt, no insurance, and a shitty underpaying job. Like, and then he goes back in time. Yeah. Because... To Y2K, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, that'd actually be kind of interesting. Yeah. God. But like, yeah, the... The soul-crushing corporate job narrative doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I still like office space. I wish I worked at an attack because, like, that's yeah. a good job. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, God, I wish that were me. Yeah. Honestly. Jesus Christ. <sighs> but I like what the theme is of, you know... Fuck everything else. <laughs> how, nost- how nostalgia is bad for you, but, you know, we just had an episode about how nostalgia is bad for you. Mm-hmm. But Barbara's was much more externally focused, while Martin's was very internal and selfish. We just went from really good to really bad. It's true. We just <laughs> nosedived here. Yeah. Although, you know, when I'm looking up this episode to see, you know, who was in it, and to find out the, that the guy who plays Martin Sloan died in a murder-suicide. What? Yeah, Gig Young, which is not his real name. That's He took that name from a character he played. Nice. He was like, I'm Gig Young now. Oh no. That's I my re- name. I rescind my nice. <laughs> that's that's my name now. Oh, he lived a messy life. Mm. Yeah. A murder suicide. He yeah. Was he murdered or a suicidio? He was the suicidio. Oh boy. Yeah. He's a murderer. He was a yeah, he killed his wife. Shit. I wanna I I'm so interested now. I we could talk about it later, but like, yeah, yeah Gig Young died in a murder suicide. Yikes! Yikes! God, 
I still find them fascinating, even though they're hashtag yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so, while I'm looking up these fascinating facts about Gig Young, I find out that, like, this episode is on a lot of people's top ten lists. What? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Are you joking? I guess, yeah, because the idea of wishing that you could go back and be young is not, it's not a bad concept for a Twilight Zone episode. This isn't a bad concept for a Twilight Zone episode. but 20 bucks, they do it in another episode, too. Yeah. No, the concept of nostalgia comes back a lot. Yeah. It comes back very frequently. So I don't understand why this is people's favorite episode about going back in the past. Oh, I'm judging people so hard right now. But it's like, a lot of the times it's like, you know, number 9 or 10 on the top 10 list, but that it still cracks the list, and I'm like... No. This was bad. Do they just want Welcome Back Cotter? Like... Because <laughs> that's basically the life Martin grew up in. God. That's disgusting. <laughs> and in particular... In, in particular... I've had a little bit of wine. I, I, <laughs> I had a little bit of wine, and I'm also I'm real, a, real mad about the Twilight Zone. I'm a drunk host. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> Since this show was made in the 50s and people are always longing for 20 years ago, they're longing for the 1930s, which I'm still pretty sure was really bad. Oh, yeah. Like, that's literally like people being nostalgic for, you know, 2005 when there was a huge recession. Yeah. And it's like, no, that was bad. Yeah. It was a bad time to be alive. They don't think about that. My parents almost lost their house. Like, it sucked. Mm -hmm. I'm not nostalgic for that at all. But people, like... Unless it impacted you like that, or, like, your parents even, like, if you were a kid, if your parents even kind of, like, told you what was going on with the finances, which not all parents do. Yeah. They just think about, you know, the music and all the, their friends back then, and I guess, blah, yeah. his, blah. His steelies yeah. and clearies, whatever his the- steelies f- and clearies, everybody! Fucking Christ, this yeah, I dick guess. This dickbag just played dice all day. He just played marbles all day long while the economy collapsed. Yeah. What did Martin Sloan do to fix the Great Depression? Jack shit. Nothing. He came up with the name Steelies and Clearies. That's a, that was his contribution to society. God. I hate it. I just remembered another question I want to ask you. What? About this Me? episode. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> who is worse? Oh, boy. Martin Sloan from this episode, or where is everybody, boy? Fuck. <sighs> Who would you rather have approach you on the street to talk to you? They're both very aggressive. They both need to talk a lot. They both will just come up and join your conversation. Oh boy. Who's worse? They're both kind of losing their mind. Mm Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one. Can I just say I don't want either of them ever in my life, ever? (laughs) No, you have to choose one. Two men approach you coming down the street. You can only talk to one. I'll pick Martin. Okay, I would have picked anybody boy. I think he's just going to monologue at me and I don't want anybody boy. Alright. And I feel like I could get anybody boy to stop if I just talked back to him briefly. No, I feel like he's going to talk over me and tell me his own stories. I guess, yeah. That's, that's the vibe I get from him. I don't know. We know that he likes the quiet type, so if you prove yourself not uh, to be the quiet type, they'll go away. Oh, God. Mannequin fucker. Um, Mannequin fucker. Yeah, I'll pick Martin. Okay. I'll take anybody, boy. I want to know, uh, he came up with Steelies and Clearies. I want to know more things. (laughs) And I want to know what kind of media 
It's he, true. Uh, he's the he's executing. <laughs> what hashtag media content? Yeah, Martin that's Sloan con- is I need, in charge. I need to know that content, Martin. <laughs> what content are you doing, Martin? Show me more of your future money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. I'll take Martin. Okay. He seems, you know, a little more tame than anybody. Boy. Anybody boy. I'm in the Air Force. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want that near me. Uh. I guess, yeah. I don't care that he's in the Air Force. <laughs> Nobody cares that he's... Not even the Air Force cared that he was in the Air Force. No, no. Uh, we can't go back to talking about him. He had his time in the sun. Yep. And now he's on and the And in the box. Hey! And, in the, and in the box and on the moon. <laughs> Maybe he's still up there. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace, anybody boy. <laughs> so do you want to find out what we're watching next week? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So next week we'll be watching... Uh, Episode 6, Escape Clause. What kind of clause? Clause like clause in the contract. Okay. W, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Escape Clause. Which I feel like, that wasn't that one of the Santa Claus movies? Wasn't that part of that? Was Escape Clause where he's trying to get out of the, the part where he has to be Santa? No. Well, he does try to, in the first movie, he's like, I'm not doing this. And okay. they're like, no, you gotta. I, I feel like Santa Claus 4 was called The Escape Clause or you something. You think I watched I don't know. all of them? I don't, you know some stuff. Yeah, but when the movies, when movies like that go on for a really long time, I just stop. I, <laughs> I just, I saw the first two. Fair enough. I just, I, I have to stop or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I've never seen any of them because I would just straight up kill myself. First one is actually not bad if you, you know, you know it's Tim Allen. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I hear, but yeah. I also just never want to look at Tim Allen, so. That's, that's a perfectly valid point, yeah. There you go. I watched it in, like, back in the day when he was still a big thing. It's true, yeah, back when people liked Tim Allen. Yeah. So, Escape Clause, Episode 6 of The Twilight Zone. Uh, Santa's in town, everybody! <laughs> A mean-spirited hypochondriac. Ooh, same. (laughs) Just kidding. God. He's afraid of dying and sells his soul to the devil for immortality. You were just complaining about sell your soul to the devil episodes. Yeah, I know there's a lot of them. There's a devil shows up a lot. Yeah. Well, here he is. Again. Making his uh, Twilight Zone debut. Here to take this man's soul. It's not his debut. Yes, it is. Yeah, we haven't seen the. Oh, devil no, I before. was thinking of you know Luke Bookman. Uh, but yeah, that was just death. That was death. 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 <laughs> I think that's gonna. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us. Hopefully. Thank you for listening. Putting up with whatever this was. <laughs> Steelies and clearies. Steelies and clearies. If you would. If you get approached by a man on a bandstand, you run. It's true. Okay. Don't carve your initials into a bandstand and maybe a man won't come talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) If you take away one piece of advice. Yep. If you would uh, like to get in touch with us, dear listener, you can email the show at SpookySpotPod on gmail.com or you can tweet at us. Um, Just tell us where you're listening from. That'd be cool. That too. Uh, at at the Spooky Spot on Twitter. I would like to hear people's thoughts on, on episodes and maybe we'll... Yeah. We'll read em- emails if we get any. Uh, yeah, let, let me fucking know if this is in your top ten list. <laughs> I can't imagine that it was. If it is, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'll, turn on your location, I'll change your mind. <laughs> Shit. That's my final thought on that. On our listeners. No. <laughs> You're down to fight all our listeners. Yeah. Okay. 
Have I not made that abundantly clear from day one? I mean, yeah. Maybe I didn't. Maybe, maybe not. Liz would fight you. <laughs> Is she's a she's she's a fighter. She'll she'll fight you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she'll start using Twitter again if she's gonna. And she'll fight you. <laughs> The uh, narration at the beginning of our episodes is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her <clears throat> on Tumblr and Twitter at Total Spiffage. I think that's everything. So until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>